0: Welcome back to Birdie Bitch. My name is Maddie Belden, and I'm your host. Today, I got to speak with Tim Revoto. He is a trainer at Rotational Power Strength, which is a gym here in Massachusetts, and we got to speak about kind of all things golf fitness, what he thinks are the most important exercises that golfers can be doing for you know their game and their health, uh, how to prevent injury, and how as you get older, you can uh, maintain and gain strength, which translates to distance on the golf course. So without further ado, I will let you into the interview. All right. Hi, Tim. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, Maddie?
0: I'm good. Thank you for coming on birdie, bitch.
1: Absolutely. I feel right at home. <laughs>
0: good. Some people don't. So this is good. Um, if you could, I'll enter you, obviously. But if you could just introduce yourself and give a little background on how you came to work uh, where you are now and any other background that you see fitting?
1: Sure. Yeah. So my name is Tim Ravoto. I'm a physical therapist by trade. Um, So I got my doctorate at MGH um, and then worked in rehab for six or seven years. Um, And while I was doing that, I got TPI certified, um, got into training people that weren't injured. Um, And then I also worked in the bag room at Thompson Country Club up in North Reading. Uh, so while I was there, I kind of, re- I was really getting into golf. I played since I was a kid, um, and then decided there's a huge gap where people like the top level players obviously train and, and get great care. They have huge teams around them doing that. Um, but the weekend players, the amateur people, they don't have much high school kids. Um, so I linked up with Kevin Duffy the last winter. We, we hit it off. Um, and I've been working here since. Nice.
0: I love it. Um, so who introduced you to golf? Was it your parents?
1: Yep. Yeah. So we, growing up, we joined Thompson, uh, like I said, just like as a country club, as a place for like my mom to drop us off. So she would drop us off at the pool every day. We would run around, cause chaos, and then um, got into there, learn to golf. Um, how old was I? Probably 10 years old. And my brother was like eight. Um And yeah, it was a learn to, you know, just learn to golf with 50 different kids and then go out on the course, play a couple holes and then do the same thing, like with my parents on the weekends, go out, play like three holes and loved it.
0: Gotcha. So over your course of your life, learning how to play golf on that side of things, had you ever encountered either a golf professional or anyone that was helping you learn how to play golf, talk about fitness?
1: Oh, um, no, not until probably five or six years ago. Once I got TPI certified, then I was talking to a couple of pros and they're like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. And they kind of mentioned it offhand, but no one's come out. No one came out and was like, Hey, you should get in the gym and really, you know, it'll really help your game.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I think, um, golf professionals are like, you just need to take lessons and practice until the cows come home. And Obviously, that's very important, um, but I think there's a whole other side to it that people don't even bother to look at, which is where you and Kevin come in. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and ju-
1: tour tour trucks have been around since like the '80s. Jack Nicholas requested tour trucks, so like mm-hmm. they've it's been around.
0: Yeah, yeah. People just, I think the first issue is people don't have time, nor are they trying to play at the same level as a tour player. So technically. Hopefully but I think we'll get into it. I think it's important to stay fit, obviously, to prevent injury as well, then you'll be playing golf longer. Um, So what are, in your mind as a trainer, what are your top three most important exercises that you would program for a golfer? And does it change between male or female and age? And I guess it's kind of a loaded question.
1: (laughs) That's a big question, yeah. No. So really no difference between men and women, as far as how we train, um, in here, everyone, everyone, um, gets a custom program and we, we don't necessarily look at that, um, age. We definitely take into account injury history, arthritis, um, and all of that, but really for anyone, we can modify these three. So for anyone, they're definitely getting a deadlift of some variation. So whether it's with a barbell, dumbbells, bands, um, You know, we do double leg, single leg, but deadlift, hip hinge is like number one. If you're going to do one thing, Um, I'd say the other is probably some sort of a like plank. So we'll do a bunch of variations there. Plank, side plank, walkouts. Um, We use the TRX there really to get core work, but more so anti-extension. Um, cause something you probably see in the teaching world is a lot of early extension and, and that sort of thing. And we do have to extend in the golf swing, but, uh, we want to do it in a controlled manner. Um, so probably some sort of plank variation. Um, and then number three, I'd probably say some sort of loaded carry. So we do a lot of farmers carries holding two dumbbells, two kettlebells, uh, holding one, um, great for grip strength for that lateral core, so obliques, uh, glute medius, kind of which is on the side of your hip, adductors, um, really helps prevent that like sway and slide that you see in a lot of amateurs too. Um, so it's probably the three deadlift, some sort of plank, some sort of carry.
0: Yeah. And so the plank obviously helps with stabilization of the core and stuff, and kind of the same thing with the carries. What would you explain the deadlift as helping with in the golf swing?
1: So maintaining that hip hinge or as PGA pros would know it better, like that spine angle, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to really help with that. It's going to help with the ability to rotate through those hips, even though we're not, we're not really turning as you deadlift, being able to hinge into your glutes and then get out of them, um, is what you do. You, you rotate into your trail glute and then you explode out of there and rotate into your lead lead hip glute. So, um, really that's that hip hinge spine spine uh angle and then grip again grip is like the number one thing with these weekend players that their grip is so much weaker than than all tour pros men or women
0: that's interesting yeah um and so the talk about the weekend warrior golfer everyone wants to get longer right like everyone wants mm-hmm. to be like bryson which is just ridiculous but uh <laughs> if if someone came to you there, you know, your average 15 handicap and they want to get longer, would you program what those three exercises or would you go even a step further to add in something else specifically for length on the golf course?
1: So everyone, it depends on their exercise history. If there's someone who is already in the gym, they've been lifting weights for, let's say like two years or so or longer, and, and they kind of know their way around the gym then we will sometimes work in some speed-specific stuff um, right off the bat. If you haven't been in the gym at all, you're new to it, or you took a break or coming off an injury, then first we're just building what we call it your general physical preparedness. So just we want your strength, your mobility, your stability, all to be at a certain baseline before we add that speed in. Because um, if you add the speed like the really specific speed training and too soon without building up like the brakes on the car, you're all gas pedal. Mm -hmm. That's, that's where injuries happen. So we do give them to the weekend warriors, but not in season only off season. And then, um, after they've got some sort of baseline.
0: Makes sense. Um, so what are your thoughts on like the speed sticks or the rip sticks of the world? Would you suggest them or.
1: So they have a place, But I, so we recently started using the stack and I've been kind of testing it on myself lately. I like how they go about describing speed training better than some of the other companies. Um, So I think it definitely has a place. And I think where the confusion is, is people go to grab their speed stick and then just swing at 150%, right? They're just like, Mm -hmm. which is kind of of the goal, Um, but stack does a good job of saying like, hey, I want you to take a fast swing, but nothing that you wouldn't do on the golf course. So we're kind of gradually increasing that speed. We're not just like, okay, I swing at 105 with the speed sticks. I can swing at 125. And then when I get on the course now, I'm going to swing at 115 and it's going to be great. It's like, that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. And there's a controllability factor too. Cause I see some videos of people that they post with these speed sticks or whatever, and they're just Wildly out of control, I'm like you would never swing like that no. with your driver or whatever on the golf, yeah. Course. And
1: and that's we see that a lot too with like golf, you know, golf specific exercises, things that look like the golf swing. Like, if you're taking huge cuts with no ball and you're just swinging without any regard for like mechanics, you're gonna screw up your golf swing,
0: yeah, or and hurt same, yourself,
1: or hurt yourself, right? And then that'll that'll screw things up big time, um. But the same with like, you know, rotations with bands or like re- you'll see some people doing really heavy rotation stuff that looks like a golf swing. Your golf club's not that heavy. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to start screwing with that motor pattern. And and we don't want to do that. So we want to build athletes.
0: So what would be your one or two recommended exercises that you can do to build speed without ruining your golf swing or hurting yourself?
1: So med ball slams throws. That's the one we love. They're low impact on the joints. Um, you can really, we can put you in different positions on one knee kneeling, standing where we can kind of control those variables and make sure we're, we're getting what we want out of it. Um, so those two, and then probably the other one would be, I mean, we use super speed. We we use the overspeed training, I'd say more so like a kettlebell swing or something like that, where we're just, again, we are working that hip hinge, um, we're working some speed and some power, but looks a little bit different than the golf swing
0: makes sense um so we were talking about injuries too are there any things that you uh look for or program with your um clients that would help them stay healthy and uninjured on the golf course because i mean avoiding things like (laughs) we were just talking about but are there anything like preventative Exercises or stretches or anything like that that you would recommend to your golf clients.
1: So number one is quality, making sure every rep is with good form, under control. You're not just throwing weights around willy nilly. You're you're dialed in. You've got a coach you're working with, and form form is number one. Our our saying over here is um, quality over quantity every time. Do the simple things savagely well, and you'll get uncommon results. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two would be consistency is just staying consistent with what you're doing. When injuries tend to pop up when you're like, I worked out two days this week. I took two weeks off. I tried to jump back in at the same spot and it didn't go as planned. It's like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) go figure.
0: What did you expect?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, and then I'd say number three is watching your volume, just depending on what time of the season it is. So here in new England, it's the fall. It's like. In, if you're a high school golfer, it's state tournament season. So your play is important. So we're not doing a ton of volume, like five sets of 12 reps of anything. We're keeping it really low because golf is number one. Off season, then we tend to play around with more sets and reps, a little more volume. If you want to gain gain some weight or some size, we can do that then. Um, if you want to gain some speed, if you want to lose weight, we play with things then. During the season, golf is number one. So We've got most people on like a lower volume program. Um, they're doing a little bit more kind of mobility work. That's going to keep, keep those tight spots, you know, loose because they're playing a lot. Um, and then we go from there, really, it's all about custom. So you, you tend to get injured when you go buy that plan online for a hundred bucks, and then it walks you through 12 weeks and you just do it on your own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That That's where we tend to see people get injured.
0: That makes sense as well. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, so what would you, in a perfect world, because I know a lot of people, and I have done this before, you roll up to your tee time and you jump out of your car, put your shoes on and you go to the first tee without even going to the range. In a perfect world, what would your um, warm up look like for yourself or for clients when you're going to play around round of golf?
1: So if you have nothing, no bands, nothing at all, you're just like, I got two minutes, I got to get going. Leg swings, forward and back get the blood flowing, get the hips moving side to side. And then I always have some people do like just a lunge, like step back lunge turn just to get those, those muscles working, blood flowing. And then usually I'll have people keep a band in their bag, just like a light resistance band. And I'll have them do either like pull aparts where they're just warming up the rotator cuff and shoulders or like some kind of over and back shoulder circles with that band just to, again, get the muscles working, get some blood flowing through those muscles that you're going to use in the golf swing. Mm -hmm. Um, You can bang those out 30 seconds each, two minutes, three minutes, ready to go.
0: Do you suggest, so if people want to go a little bit further and maybe spend a little bit more money on stuff that can help them with this, would you suggest like a foam roller or a Theragun or something like that, a massage gun, something along those lines? Does that help or is it kind of like placebo i guess
1: <laughs> yeah no that helps but more so after um, gotcha. so it will like do like foam rolling will get a little bit of local blood flow over whatever muscles you're rolling um but really the best way is just to use that muscle so just you know a couple leg swings a couple lunges using the muscle getting it to contract and relax gets more blood flow into it than like a foam roller um, but those can be helpful if you get really stiff and tight after your round I, I spend five, 10 minutes on the foam roller and just loosen up quads, you know, calves, um, just keep stuff happy that way. Gotcha.
0: Um, You were talking about to mobility and stuff like that, that you might program more during the season. And this is, you can tell me this is a stupid question, but it's talked about a lot in the golf space. Do you think it's more important to be strong or flexible when it comes to golf? And I know it's important uh. to be both, right? But
1: yeah, you want to be both, but it's not realistic. So in our younger golfers, they're flexible. Mm-hmm. So for them, we're just building strength and coordination. Like they, all the 14 year olds and 15 year olds that we have in here, they're so damn flexible. It's like, they make, it'll make you jealous. So yeah. it's like, we got to put brakes on them and control it. Uh, but I would rather be strong at any level. Um, Cause you can see a guy like John Rahm, super compact swing has that club foot on the, on his trail foot. So he doesn't have a lot of dorsiflexion. He doesn't have a lot of inversion, eversion. He's got to keep it short and he can shift his weight. Everything work, works in a coordinated fashion. And he hits the ball very well. So I'd say strength is number one, um, especially because the club length is longer than most sports, right? So you're controlling a, a pretty long lever um, through space and you're swinging it through a pretty large range of motion as well. So that takes a lot of strength. Yeah.
0: Uh, And I think a lot of people neglect both.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So
0: if you were to suggest one, it would probably be to just get into the gym and start working with a coach, not just buying a plan off of the internet and going at it on your own, but getting like a customized plan for yourself.
1: That's it. And if you're doing the right stuff in the gym, as far as like those lunges, I mentioned deadlifts. I mean, one of the best ways to stretch your hamstrings is to do a deadlift, like controlled load, pulling you down towards the ground versus just like standing there and reaching down for your toes for five minutes. So much better to more effective to improve your mobility. Um, And then you've got the strength to control that mobility too. Right. Too often we'll see like the, the example that jumps to mind is like the, Um, 50 year old mom who does a ton of yoga, she can like fold flat. She can like put her leg behind her head, but she's got all this hip pain. It's like, yeah, well, she's got so much mobility, but when you're just holding those positions and pulling all the time, like you've got no control over that mobility. So it's not really useful. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. What would you say? I'm interested. I don't know if my listeners are interested in this, but as a golf instructor, I'm interested. Do you have people coming to you in the gym saying I have this issue with my golf swing or I hit the ball this way can you help me fix it in the gym and what's your response to that
1: they always do that okay. they're like <laughs> yeah always but a lot of, a lot of the evals we do are like swing lessons but it's not a swing I'm very upfront where I'm like I am not a PGA professional I am not a swing coach whoever you are seeing for lessons I would like to talk to them to know what you're working on and and why and then we can go from there um because yeah that's not our role our role is to kind of supplement so the swing coach wants you to do x physically is that realistic yes or no and then if it is cool let's make you really good at being able to do that if it's not then that's when i'll have the conversation with the swing coach and be like listen This guy's never going to get his shoulders to turn as far as you want. He's never going to get deep in his backswing like you want him to, to hit that draw. Let's think, is there another way we can approach this? Um, So, and we do that with injuries too, where I have a kid right now who's got a nerve, uh, a nerve problem. So if he plays too much golf, his hand freezes in a position and his his lead arm is hyperextended like crazy. So I'm talking to a swing coach right now. Like how, is there something we can do? so he doesn't Mm hyperextend that elbow because if he does he's just going to keep getting this nerve problem it's going to and he's 16 we we can't work with that so that's that's always my answer is no this can help you with your swing but it's always working with the swing coach
0: makes sense um and it's interesting because that's like for me that's why part of the reason why i like teaching because it's like a puzzle to figure out and Mm -hmm. every person is individual and i'm sure it's the same for you guys in the gym but it's like trying to figure out how can i get this person to reach some sort of desired ball flight with the issues that they have with their mobility or their strength or whatever it may be do you have any like topics that you like to touch on with your clients that you think Uh, are important that i'm missing
1: Let's see. Where do I touch? Um, No, we hit the big one is that mobility versus strength. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's too much, too often there's the misnomer of like, if I get stronger, I'm going to get bigger, stiffer, and it's going to affect me negatively. Um, Yeah.
0: I think that's a huge thing with women too, right? Like, I don't want to get bulky. Correct. But if you don't get stronger, then you're creating issues too. So I don't, I'd rather look a little bit more muscular and have less issues on that end of things than like look bulky. I know, hundred percent. Body image is a that's tough. The, yeah,
1: it's it's so hard, and that's the biggest thing we talk about with people is like, you think of the bodybuilders in the gym. If you if you knew what they were doing to get that big, like the people you see on Instagram shirtless with like gigantic arms, they're doing steroids. They're eating. Three times as much as you or I am, or are, and they're working out probably twice a day. Like, so if you're working out four times a week, you're eating like a normal human being and you're not doing steroids, like,
0: you're probably fine. Yeah.
1: You're probably fine. <laughs> yeah. And you're probably going to lose weight even as you get stronger and like, you know, the numbers. So you, you're going to be squatting more, and deadlifting more, and stronger and feel better, but you can lose weight, you can lose waist inches, waist inches off the arms. I mean, possible
0: yeah what would you say to to the people that are like I don't have time to like get in the gym and like work out consistently like would you just say suck it up or can you can you make some sort of progress like working out at home or not you know going full throttle in the gym like some people are
1: oh yeah you can totally that's where we have the conversation about goals and and how you get that outcome so if someone's got the goal of like, I want to make my, my college team next year, or I want to qualify for the club championship next year, uh, but I don't want to get in the gym and I don't want to hit the range and work on my swing. It's like, well, that's, <laughs> that's going to be hard to do. Like, okay, I only have 20 minutes to work out three days a week at home. We can work with that Min minimum dose is two, uh, two 30 minute workouts a week for strength training. And then ideally you're getting like five days where you're doing 30 minutes of just like some light, moderate aerobic activity, walking, you know, something on the, on the bike. So it's, it's definitely possible. Um, You had, after the age of 30, if you're not actively working on your strength, you're losing it about 10% a year. And then once you hit like 50, it it skyrockets. And once you lose that muscle, that's not, it's, we're not talking like, oh, it'll come back if I get back in the gym. We're talking mm-hmm. like muscle can turn to fat. And then once that muscle fiber is a is adipose tissue, it's not, it can't become muscle. It's again. not going like, back. Yeah. And you lose a lot of your power, uh, your type two fiber, your power and strength muscle. You lose a lot more of that than you do your type one, which is like your endurance and um, allows you to kind of go all day. So That's really where most people I find they'll get on the bike for like 30, 45 minutes or go out and walk. And that's training the type one that you still have. You're forgetting about the type two fiber that you're losing year, year over year. uh, So you'd really do better by just getting in two days a week, doing some heavy, heavy lifting under, under guidance.
0: So if you start younger, do you have, and you stay consistent even if it's just two or three times a week, you have a better chance over the age of 50 of still like maintaining some sort of strength. I'm sure you lose some of it, but
1: yeah, it's, yeah, it's like bone bone density. I mean, you, you lose some strength over the years, you lose your bone density goes down over the years, faster for women than men and faster as you get older. But um, that axial load, like load pushing down on your skeleton and on your bones helps build more bone. So That's our high school kids. We want all of them lifting because your peak bone density is like your mid to late 20s. So after that, you can stave off like getting worse and worse, but you can't build up to that max. So we want to build all our clients up to their max. And then even as you age, we want to slow that down as much as you can.
0: Mm -hmm. I see a lot of like the older people that I teach and when I say older, like over 50, um I'm not saying that they're old I know like my dad will listen to be like I'm not that old Uh,
1: (laughs) I heard you you said 50s old
0: yeah (laughs) get me in trouble um but everyone over the age of about 50 their biggest complaint is that they can't hit it as far as they used to and me as an instructor they're paying me for my time right so I'm trying to be nice and but i want to (laughs) say i want to say well obviously because you're not 25 anymore or whatever i'm like well when i was 30 i used to hit my driver x amount of yards and now i only hit it i hit it 30 yards less i'm like well and i know technology can help with that thing that stuff and you know honing in your swing can help a little bit but is there any hope for these people that are like, well, back in my prime, I was hitting it 30 yards further. Like, can they do anything to help that? Well, oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. You can get, you can get in the gym, get stronger. And your muscles will, um, your muscles will respond. Your joints will respond. Your bones, every, everything responds. It's just a mm-hmm. dose dependent thing. So if you get in and do too much too soon, you'll crush yourself. And then you'll be really sore. You might get injured, that sort of thing. But if you, if you take a balanced approach, Again, stay consistent with it. We're talking results over the course of like six months to a year and a half. Not, It's not like a six-week, oh, yeah. I'm stronger, I'm more mobile, I'm good to go for the season. It's like this has to be going on for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can totally – and it helps with joint pain. I mean, most of the joint pain you see in arthritis is just because people aren't moving. Like if you think, your bones are covered in cartilage. They're, cartilage is essentially like a sponge full of water. So when you bend your knee, it compresses the sponge, the water leaks out. you sit all day you've got no no water in your cartilage your cartilage starts to degrade and then you get up to move and it hurts if you constantly like squeeze the sponge let go of it walking squatting getting up and down your cartilage stays healthy it doesn't wear out you get blood flow in there everything feels better so your your joints and and muscles want to move that's how um some people think like our brains develop so how as quickly as they did. And with all the folds, like it was using our hands and different things. So you've got, if you don't use your body, you lose it is a hundred percent true. Um, cause the, the biggest thing I hear from those people are, well, I played so much golf in my twenties, or I played so much baseball in my twenties that I wrecked myself. And now cause I'm 60, I can't hit the ball as far. It's like, no, <laughs> you didn't do anything between 30 and 60. You just worked, which you kind of had to do right. You yeah, raised your yeah. family or whatever you did. And then now it's 30 years later and you haven't done anything. That's, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's, that's what I want to say. I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? But I have to say it in a nicer way, right? Oh, so I I guess I can confirm that me telling those people that they might want to work with a trainer or get in the gym in some sort of way is the right thing to tell them. Because I can only, as a swing coach, help them so much with distance and stuff like that. Like you you right. can't keep buying the new driver and expecting to gain like 10, 15, 20 yards right. every single time you buy a new driver if you're not working out and getting
1: stronger. No. Right. Um, Unless they keep playing with the loft. If they keep making the loft stronger, <laughs> then maybe. I
0: <laughs> I just the people that like carry the wrenches in their bag and change their driver setting every time that they play. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like there's a simpler solution to wanting to hit the ball further than changing everything buying a new driver but that's what keeps all the titleists and everyone in business so it's good for them i guess um just to wrap things up this is not fitness related but what is your favorite golf course that you've ever played
1: oh that's a good question um i'd probably say port royal they're playing down there this weekend we went down to bermuda um and played Port Royal. That one was fun because they have some chal- really challenging holes, like that 16th, uh par 3 16th. Is that on the, the one that's
0: been on like Instagram and stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. So what it's like,
0: what club did you hit there?
1: <laughs> I hit a three wood. I pushed a three wood. Well, the the guy, the caddy we were playing with said, aim thirty yards into the ocean, because the wind just comes off the ocean like twenty to forty miles an hour all day mm-hmm. long. Um so I did, but obviously not far enough. Um, so I came up (laughs) short and right
0: gotcha Uh, yeah not in the ocean (laughs) I was because I was looking at it earlier I was like I just end up in the water because my brain even though I tell people not to do this all day on the lesson t my brain sees water I'm like don't hit it in the water and then that's Mm -hmm. where I'd end up (laughs) Mm -hmm. so if people want to I don't know if you're accepting new clients if people want to work with you um where can they find you and where can they find you online if they want to Give you a follow.
1: Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram, um Tim.golfstrong um or uh rotational power strength. That's the gym uh Duffy and I are out of here. Um and then where else? I'm not really on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. You can look for me there, Tim revoto if you want to. I don't really check it though. Um I'd say Instagram is probably the best way to get at me. Um okay. and yeah, if you shoot us a message, we've got high school our high school semi-private starts up next week so we've got a couple spots open there and then we kind of keep rolling admissions through through the winter so give us a shoot me a dm or uh you can email me tim.revoto at gmail.com awesome Um, yeah feel free to send me a message and uh i'll get back to
0: you cool well thank you for coming on today very helpful my pleasure
1: yeah it was fun
0: As a PJ professional, I often find myself in situations where I feel run down, fatigued, and dehydrated. Whether it's a long day at work giving lessons or playing in an event myself, I know DF-18 by DriveForce can help me get through. DF-18 is a pre-round supplement that's added to water. Drink it on your way to the golf course or midday at work to get through that afternoon slump. Everything else is just for hydration, but DF-18 helps with focus and stamina and boosts your overall health. Whether you're a golf professional, PGA or LPGA tour player, or an amateur golfer, DF18 can help you feel better and play better. Go to driveforce.golf and use my code BIRDIE15 to get 15% off your order.